He is the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, as heard many times on the Ira Kaufman podcast. The great Sean Sullivan is here now with his new podcast, Best in Class, presented by Bill Curry Ford. You love diving into all things NFL draft, but what about after the draft? That's what this weekly podcast is about, and a little bit of Buccaneers talk too. Keeping up with the rookies and second-year guys around the NFL, how they are playing, how they're being used, and much more. Here he is, Sean Sullivan. Hi, everybody, and welcome to week six of the wonderful podcast, Best in Class by Sean Sullivan, coming from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa, home of the lifetime warranty on new and pre-owned vehicles. I am uh, very uh, happy to be doing this podcast. I want to tell you what you're about to hear for the next 25 minutes. It's basically a breakdown of the weekend's games as well as spotlights on some first and some second year players from our draft class podcasts so that we can review some stars that are coming out, some guys that are underperforming, just some things and some thoughts about each game. And I think we're going to move on from there, but I just want you to have a full understanding of what we're actually doing. I'm getting a lot of feedback at bestinclass at billcurry.com. There seems to be a lot of different football fans, which I'm excited about. Um, but I'm also um, a true diehard Bucks fan, so you're going to hear you know, me talk more about Bucks and rookies that are associated with the Bucks. but I'm going to go through it all. And we're going to start this podcast, but first I want to review the test drive at Bill Curry Ford. So basically, you come in and test drive a, a car at Bill Curry Ford, and, I'll, and you enter a contest to watch a game with me in the Bill Curry Ford suite. Very excited. It's going to be a day or night game. Uh, drinks and food are included. And there's no better way, guys, than to watch a game than in a suite. So let's get started. So let's talk about Thursday night's game, the Buccaneers and the Eagles. We won 28-22. We decided to kneel down at the, at, the, um, at the end of the game. And I know Vegas probably went nuts. But uh, you know we could have reined this score up quite, quite a bit. And basically, for the Buccaneers, Joe Tryon uh, is getting limited snaps. And I, I read an article on Joe Buck's fan about the fact that uh, Bruce Arians was discussing the snap count with Joe Tryon and said he's getting plenty of snaps. But I don't know what he means by plenty because his definition is different than mine. And who am I to question him, right? But I feel like Joe deserves more playing time just based upon his QB hurries. I mean, he had 20 total snaps in that game, had two tackles, a QB hurry in that. Um, he's, he, I think, and I was talking to Lita Kemper about this, I truly believe that Joe Tryon is our best pure pass rusher on this team. And I mean that. I don't mean... And, I, and let me clarify, he is not the best defensive end or defensive tackle or linebacker on this team. That's not what I'm saying. As far as a pure pass rusher, that's what he can give us right now. He's not going to get the run. He's not going to play the run like like Shaq Barrett or Pierre Paul. He's not going to have outside containment. He's not going to um, cover uh, anybody, um, you know, out of the backfield and do it in a, in a terrific job. But just putting his hand in the dirt and going after the QB, I don't think we have anybody better on our team, especially with that step right now. And I feel like he needs to be out there. And um, Pierre Paul, I think we should start limiting some of his uh, snaps just until he gets to 100%. I mean, I, I don't know why we're putting him out there, and he's struggling. Uh, and he struggled in this game too. But, I mean, here I am as a Bucks fan, and we're breezing to wins, and it's such a privilege to watch. Like, there's really not much I can complain about. But, you know, I'm into rookies, so I want to see him play. I want to see him grow. I want to see him get sacks. I want to see him – sometimes they make mistakes, and – what better team than a Super Bowl team when your mistakes are easily covered up by your other players? Lita Kemper mentioned this on the, on the air, on the Ira uh, uh, Kaufman podcast, 
when he said I was talking to somebody and he was talking about Antonio Brown being our number one receiver and he wasn't sure he agreed with that. Well, that person was me um, taking the veil off. I was the guy talking to him. Antonio Brown leads this team in targets, guys. He is our number one receiver. He looks like he found the fountain of youth. I predicted this at the beginning of the season that he was going to have a terrific season on the, Ira, uh, on the Ira Kaufman podcast. I talked about my guy would be Antonio Brown just because I, I see what he's trying to do. He is amazing out there, and he's going against a third corner. They're either double-teaming Evans or they're double-teaming Godwin, so he really has a terrific opportunity. During this podcast, I got uh, a text message that said that Mickens had been cut from the team, so it looks like we're going to have a new kick returner and punt returner. Uh, and that could be Jalen Darland, the, the wide receiver that we drafted this year. Now, my question is, we haven't really seen him get a lot of reps, or is this an Antonio Brown thing where we're going to let Antonio Brown return? I'm not quite sure. I'm excited either way to see, to see someone else to try to return because I think Mickens has had some problems holding on to the ball. I think that came out again in the last game. We'll see. Some exciting stuff. New punt kick returner. Let's go to the, the Eagles. Uh, let's talk about Jalen Hurts, which is their, obviously, which was uh, Philadelphia's pick at quarterback. And you can see, we talked about his struggles um, with accuracy, especially down the field and on the run. Uh, short passes, I think he's uh, very efficient. But these long passes that he's trying, he did get, he got bailed out by two really long pass interference calls against the Bucks, one for 49, one for 50 yards, which really kept the Eagles in the game. But... Uh, the balls, and some, I don't think the balls were catchable. I don't think they were very accurate. They were to the wrong shoulder. They were late. I'm not quite sure what to think of this guy. I don't know how the Eagles fans think of him, but if, based on what I saw with a hurt defensive um, backfield for the Buccaneers, he, he should have passed for more than 100 and something yards in this game. He should have. I would think that he, it should be easy for him to complete passes, and he struggled. So congratulations to the Bucs, the Bucs defense. Uh, I, I really feel like we, can't, we schematically came up with a terrific plan to stop Jalen Hurts. Uh, Devontae Smith, the wide receiver out of Alabama, which was the Heisman Trophy winner, was pretty much bottled up in this game. He, he caught a couple of balls, short passes. He had a pass interference uh, that was called against the Bucks on one of his routes, but he really didn't show much in this game. We had a Quez Watkins, the uh, wide receiver the Eagles drafted out of Southern Myths this year. He had a sighting. Uh, he caught a couple of balls, had six targets in the game. So Quez Watkins sighting. That was interesting, and I, he's getting more and more playing time every week, not to be confused with Sammy Watkins uh, on the back. So the Bucks have the Bears coming up uh, at home this week. Um, that's going to be a terrific game. We're going to get to see Justin Fields up and close. Uh, and, and see how he plays. That's an exciting player. But uh, the Bucks should roll again against the Bears, and uh, I'm looking forward to a revenge game um, from last year. And, not, and before I, I walk away from this game, let's just talk about Brady for a second. Brady went up against the third-best pass defense in the NFL and pretty much had his way with the Eagles. I think in the second half, the Bucks just lost interest in this game. And then when it got close again, um, Brady just said, give me the ball. And then he just basically killed the ball so they couldn't get back in the game. To see this level of play, is, is, it's, it's just so great as a Bucks fan. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't say enough about the suffering that I've had since 1976 and to actually go into every game thinking we can win. I'm leading here. I'm trying to find us a loss on our schedule. Then I'm thinking, okay, December 12th against the Bills. That's the only game that I can see that's going to give us a challenge. And I'm very excited uh, about the fact that we could be 9-1. and one. 
and I, th and I, I Lita Kemper was talking about possibly uh, NBC uh, flipping the uh, Green Bay game uh, with this game with the Bills and the Bucks. And I think if, if the Bills and the Bucks are, are playing and the Bills can, can re, um, rebound from that terrible uh, call last night, because sometimes that can kill a team, and we'll go over that game later. But um, if they can rebound, I think that's going to be an amazing game for us. Moving on, let's talk about the Bills and the Titans. This game happened last night, thank God, by the way, because it was a very boring weekend of football. I think this week was my hardest week because I watched all the games, and some of it was just really bad football. But the Bills and the Titans game, there was some bad news uh, for the Titans. Caleb Farley, their first-round pick, is out for the season out of Virginia Tech. It looked like, he was, it looked like he was playing very, very well. And the Bills, of course, have Greg Rousseau. I've been talking about him for weeks. He's defensive end out of uh, Miami, University of Miami. But what I noticed in this game, and we're going to be playing the Bills, and this is going to be a big matchup with the Bucks. but the Bills are struggling running the ball. They struggled against the Titans last, uh, last night, and the Titans really didn't have any problem with Henry um, running the ball, who is the uh, defending rushing champion two years in a row. Looks like he's going to get it a third year. Uh, so congratulations on that. But what I saw was a Bills team where you can, you can get to Josh Allen. He can be rushed under pressure. He was rushing throws, missing throws. His receivers, other than Diggs, I, I know Emmanuel Sanders uh, caught some balls, but I didn't really see a terrific team. That defensive line did not play well uh, against a run. So I think uh, when we play the Bills, uh, Bucks fans, it's going to be a four-net night. We're going we're gonna to run the ball with strength. Other than that, though, between the Caleb Farley and the Greg Rousseau, uh, there really wasn't much to talk about for rookies. Uh, that call at the end of the game from Sean McDermott to have the Bills go for it and fourth and one instead of kicking the field goal, Saved a lot of people a lot of money uh, in Vegas. So congratulations on that call. Dolphins, Jaguars, a couple of things on this game. The Jacksonville Jaguars won 23-20 uh, in this game. Tua obviously had a return game. He was the first-round pick uh, QB out of Alabama. He had his best game uh, against, uh, against the Jaguars, which you should have your best game against the Jaguars. Their defense is absolutely terrible. Brian Flores will probably lose his job for, the, for drafting Tua over Justin Herbert. And I know Pope Barcells uh, is one of my favorite coaches for, for how he ran a locker room and how he ran a team. And one of his quotes was always about how the QB gets a, um, a head coach fired or he gets him a raise. Uh, and in this case, I think Tua gets him fired. Jalen Waddell, the wide receiver, was the first-round pick out of Alabama. He had 13 targets in the game. Uh, guys, just like last week, I talked about the fact that he's a star. In, uh, and I will say that I always liked uh, the diaper dandy comment that Dick Vitale said. And after his latest cancer diagnosis, I, this is a shout-out to Dick Vitale. Is, you know, Jalen Waddles is one of those amazing diaper dandies out of Alabama. Um, so I think he's an incredible wide receiver. I think he's going to be a star for the Dolphins no matter who their QB is. Javon Holland was a uh, second-round pick out of Oregon for Miami. Uh, and you know what? He's really playing well. He had a rough game against the Bucs. He rebounded in this game. I thought he played very well. I think he's going to be a very good player for them. Going to the Jaguars, uh, they won their first game out of 20. It's hard not to root for them. I was actually a Bucks fan when we lost 26 games in a row. Uh, that was tough. Jaguars fans, you know, waited a long time for this win. Trevor Lawrence had his best game. He had, he's really getting control of this offense. I, I think it's the wrong offense for him. But what are you going to do? Uh, he's doing his best in that game. He played well. He moved the ball. Again, they scored 23 points. So the guy has his best game as a pro, and they, they still can't crack, you know, uh, 28 points. 
James Robinson, the running back out of Illinois State, he was a walk-on last year as a free agent, um, had another uh, solid game. I, I really think that Jacksonville just needs to run the ball with James Robinson and then just sprinkle in some Trevor Lawrence and then try to keep the ball out of the other team's hands because their defense is, is, is rough. On to the next game. The Packers won uh, against the Bears 24-14. Everybody saw the Aaron Rodgers play in the end zone where he says, I own you. Just another reason to hate Aaron Rodgers um, even more than I do. I can't wait to see his terrible Halloween costume that he's been talking about. I'm sure it's, uh, it's stupid. So in this game, you know, Justin Fields, uh, he is the QB from Ohio State that the Bears drafted in the first round. Again, doesn't fit this offense. It doesn't look like the Chicago coaching staff is going to let this guy play, which is, you know, good for the Bucks this week because if he's not going to throw downfield, he's not, he's not going to get our defensive backs exposed. It's going to be a long day for Chicago. Uh, Khalil Herbert, the running back um, out of Virginia Tech, had 19 carries for 97 yards and a TD. This is his second consecutive week of just solid play. He, he looks like a real guy. Um, so Chicago might have found themselves somebody to, to compliment David Montgomery. Darnell Mooney, wide receiver out of Tulane, really looks like a solid player. I, he gets open. He's got good hands. I think that you're going to see Fields Mooney for a long time. There was an Amari Rodgers, he's a wide receiver out of Clemson. The Packers drafted to give uh, Aaron Rodgers some help. He has had very little impact to start this season. But there was, he, what, he did catch a couple of balls. There was a sighting. Um, this guy um, was a five-star recruit going to Clemson. He was a star at Clemson. Um, he fell because of 40 time. Uh, and it, he's having trouble getting separation in the NFL, which, um, again, is uh, pretty predictable. Uh, next game, uh, Bengals-Lions. Uh, Bengals won 34-11 over the Lions. The Lions didn't look like uh, anything to talk about. I mean, they just they look like they're just defeated. Joe Burrow is the QB first-round overall pick out of LSU. He guy's a gutsy player. I mean, he, I just he just has some swag about him. He he you can't really put your 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 finger on what he does so well. It's just that he just wins. He throw he gets himself he gets his team in position. He's a strong leader. I I think Joe Burrow is going to be a star for them for a long time. If you watch this game, he has total control of this offense. Um, for all the Michigan fans out there, Chris Evans, which was a popular player at Michigan, he's a running back uh, that the Cincinnati Bengals drafted. He he got his first action where he caught a um, a touchdown. Very good for Chris Evans. He he got his very first touchdown. He was very excited. It was a terrific play, by the way. It was a wheel route. He ran it to the end zone. He's a running back with great hands. So let's see how the Bengals work him more into the offense. I mean, they have a stud uh, running back already. But let's see how Chris Evans works his way in. Jamar Chase, guys, there's no reason for us to talk about him. He's a wide receiver at LSU, took a year off for COVID. Uh, he only has come in and is destroying rookie records for wide receivers. He's fantastic. He's a star. The Bengals finally found you know, their next T.O. I mean, this guy is the real deal. If you haven't watched him play, because uh, obviously how many Bengals games do you really watch unless you're a Bengals fan, but he's fantastic. Uh, next game, uh, the Texans and the Colts. The Colts, uh, this was really not a game. They won 31-3. to Davis Mills, the pick of the uh, Houston Texans, he was their third, third pick in the third round. But uh, they didn't have a first or second round pick. But he's a QB out of Stanford. We've talked about him. He had his best game of his, of his life last week. Uh, and then this week, it was just rough.
It was uh, not a good game. He turned the ball over uh, uh, a lot, didn't have a touchdown pass. Tough day for Davis Mills. Uh, the Colts defense just swallowed him up. Um, Nico Collins, which is a wide receiver out of Michigan, a lot of people might recognize the name. He's a very popular player in college. Has really done nothing for Houston. He, he played in the game, but he didn't, he didn't really have any impact whatsoever. But I, I hope Nico can get it going. He's got some talent. On to the next game, the Rams and the Giants. The Rams won this game 38-11. Everybody, again, in, in this Giants game, the, the Giants guys are just terrible. There's really nothing to talk about other than Kadonius Tony, the wide receiver out of Florida. He's just a solid player. gets open. He's, he's going to be a star. I, we talked about this in my first podcast. Why aren't you guys getting him the ball? He's your best player. They're getting him the ball. Yeah, he's doing better. But the, the Giants were just missing too many players. And even if they had a full team, the Rams still would have smoked them. There's really not much to say. There's nobody on the Rams that I want to talk about as a, as a player. I'm looking forward to the, uh, the next Rams-Cardinals game to see how if the Rams have adjusted. Um, that should be a very interesting game. Next game, Chiefs play the Washington Redskins. The Chiefs won 31-13, salvaged their season. I have an email where we have some Washington fans that listen to the podcast, and they wanted me to talk about the Washington Redskins. And I will tell you, in this game, Washington just really got a hold of a Chiefs team that had to win. They had to go 3-3. Three and three. If they drop to 2-4, to and four, their, their season's pretty much done. So you saw pretty much – you got their best shot, and you weren't able to handle it. Uh, Nick Bolton, who was linked to the Bucks, the linebacker out of Missouri, he had a nine-tackle game. He had his best game as a Chief. He looks like he's going to be solid for the Chiefs. And they really have nobody on defense. I mean, this defense is historically bad. Only gave up 13 points to Washington. So we'll see. Jamon Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky, had 11 tackles for Washington. Uh, we've talked about him in the past. I think he's going to be a star for Washington. Um, but I would like to, uh, because of the email, I want to talk about a couple of things. So on the Washington defensive line, Chase Young was the number one overall pick defensive end out of Ohio State. Had three tackles and a, and a sack. Deron Payne, first-round pick out of Alabama, defensive tackle. Jonathan Allen, defensive tackle, first-round pick out of Alabama. So you have two guys out of Alabama. And then Montez Sweat, another first-round pick defensive end. So you basically have Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, all first-round draft picks underperforming for that team. Um, they need to get it together. Um, that offensive line for the Chiefs is not good. They rebuilt it in the offseason after the Bucks pretty much ate their lunch, uh, made some of them retire, made some of them just decide to quit football because uh, that was a shellacking, by the way, in the Super Bowl uh, Chiefs. Um, uh, good luck recovering. I, I, don't think you, I don't think you fully recovered from that game. Uh, Washington, um, for that defensive line to have that much talent, I'm starting to feel like it's coaching at this point. Uh, and uh, I think they really need to look at that. There's too much talent. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, th you should not be able to run on this team. Uh, and, and if you saw the Chiefs, they ran the ball pretty well in this game. Montez Sweat uh, didn't play. Uh, he's a pass rusher. You know, um, he, he missed a game. But Chase Young is not influencing the game as a first-round draft pick. He's, I mean, first overall. First overall, guys. This guy needs to be making game-changing plays, and he's just not making them. Um, Last year, on a side note, one of my favorite plays in the, was when the Bucks played Washington in the playoffs, and we had to listen to the Chase Young talk all week. And then Gronk went one-on-one -on -one with Chase Young and basically threw him to the ground like a rag doll. Uh, when you get blocked by a tight end, even as someone as great as Rob Gronkowski, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, you need to look at what you're doing. And then 
to, to sit there and read your press clippings. I don't know what's going on with Chase Young, but, guy, you need to get it together. Um, let's go on to the Vikings and the Panthers. Uh, the, the Vikings won 34-28 to over the Panthers. Um, probably the only time I'll ever root for the Vikings is when they play uh, teams that are inside the Bucks division. It's still hard, though, uh, to root for them. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, the running back out of Oklahoma State, uh, played extremely well for the Panthers. He's really uh, – he's not – He's not McCaffrey, but what he is is he's solid and he hits the holes. He follows his blocks. Um, he's tough. He gets the extra yards. He doesn't turn the ball over. Catches the ball well. He's just a great pick. Um, and if you if you just a little draft fodder, he was actually picked by uh, the head coach's wife. Uh, wanted to draft him if, if, because um, he always tortured her husband when he was a college coach. Very interesting story if you guys want to read about it. Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver at LSU. Uh, I talked about him. He's had some hit-or-miss games. Um, he's pretty much regulated to third or fourth wide receiver. Really hasn't shown much the last two weeks. Uh, Derek Brown, the defensive tackle out of Auburn uh, for the Panthers, he was the seventh overall pick. Uh, I just don't feel like for the seventh overall pick that he's really making a huge difference on the defensive line. You know, Brian Burns, a guy that I lobbied for the Bucks to draft, is, has been a star for the Carolina Panthers. Um, Derek Brown uh, has just not shown the pass rushing ability that he was flashing at Auburn. I hope he puts it together for them. Next game, Chargers and Ravens. Ravens won 34-6. This game wasn't close. Uh, Justin Herbert had a bad game. Uh, his number one target, Mike Williams, who was a wide receiver out of Clemson, um, you know, didn't practice all week, and he looked sluggish in the game. It looked like it really affected um, – uh, the patterns and, and how Justin was seeing the game. Plus, the Ravens got constant pressure from that defensive line. The Ravens are a very good team. They're 5-1. and one. To dominate a good team like the Chargers just shows you on a, how much of a role they are. Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver, uh, was a first-round pick out of Minnesota for the Ravens, um, has been uh, continually mixed in with the um, wide receivers. Uh, I saw a little bit more of him this week. He had some catches. He's just a He's just a big guy. I mean, he, he's fast. He's big. He just looks like he's going to – I believe that by the end of the year, Rashad Bateman w will be a star for, for the Ravens. I think you're going to see Lamar Jackson really – and him really uh, forming a relationship similar to Burrow and Chase. Uh, Cardinals, 6-0, uh, and played the Browns. Cardinals won 37-14. This game wasn't close. The Cardinals dominated from start to finish. Uh, the Browns decided to follow the Giants um, – and, and how many injuries they were going to have in a game. They just they must have watched that game and decided to follow the blueprint of that game. Uh, Cardinals went in total domination, seven in the first quarter, 16 in the second quarter. They scored a touchdown in the third and fourth quarter for 37 points. It was dominant. What concerns me, guys, as Bucks fans, is this Cardinals team dominated the Rams and won by 10. Now they dominated the Browns by, uh, what is that, 37-14, uh, 23 points. This team is for real. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely uh, – I want to see them. Their next game um, uh, up, uh, not this week, they play the, the Texans, which that's going to be a win. But the Thursday night they play the Packers. That's really, guys, going to be their only true test before they see the Rams again. Their schedule is cake. Um, I know they're going to slip up. I know they're not going to go undefeated. But what worries me about this team is it's super talented, and this team might get in the Bucks' way uh, going to the Super Bowl. And I – and I hope we, that some we figure out how to play them, and I hope some other teams uh, figure out how to play them. Raiders and the Broncos. Uh, Raiders win 34-24. Uh, 
Not much to talk about in this game. Uh, the Raiders took an early lead in the first uh, two quarters. They were up 17-7 to going into halftime. Scored 14 more points in the third quarter. Um, pretty much dominated the Broncos. Um, the Raiders really needed this win. There really isn't anybody I want to talk to. Henry Ruggs is emerging. I talked about him last year on the, on the draft podcast as one of the best receivers out of Alabama. It looks like um, he's really coming into his own. He's, he's, he's really worked his way into the offense, and he's a, he's a big play uh, guy waiting to happen on every play. Congratulations to Henry Ruggs. Uh, Raiders uh, look like they weren't distracted, so congratulations. On to the next game, the Cowboys and the Pats, which to me was the game of the week. The Cowboys won 35-29. Uh, Mac Jones, uh, you know, he's just becoming more and more of a star. Uh, at the end of this game, he throws an interception that, that put his team behind and then comes right back on the very next throw and, hits and, and does a 75-yard touchdown pass to put him back in the lead. Uh, the Cowboys are just loaded, guys. I got an email at, from, a, from a fan saying, can we please talk about the Cowboys? I'll talk a little bit about the Cowboys. Um, one, Dak Prescott's playing at an MVP level. Um, the, some of the throws that he made um, to, to, to C.D. Lamb, who's a wide receiver out of Oklahoma, their number one pick last year. But if you look at this team uh, and how they won this game, it looked like they were super calm. We've seen Cowboys lose these games a million times over, not this year. This year, this team is different. Let me just go over three star players. C.D. Lamb, I just talked about the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. He's a star, star player. Trayvon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama. Might be the best corner in the league. Got five interceptions. He did, he did um, bite for a double move in this game, but before that he had a pick six that put him back in the lead. You're going to have that. You're going to have guys that make differences, make great plays, and then follow it up sometimes with a, with a risky play, and he got burned. But I, you know, he bounced right back again. Mika Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State, their number one pick this year, is a star. This Dallas Cowboy team is loaded with talent. Their only loss against the Super Bowl champion, Buccaneers. So we'll see how that goes. I, I really wish there'd be a Cardinals-Cowboys game, but on to the next game, the Seahawks and the Steelers. I'm not talking about the Seahawks. The only time I watched this game, I had to watch this game because Najee Harris was playing in this game. He's a stud, running back out of Alabama, number one pick, can catch and run, played fantastic. Big Ben still struggling uh, with some, some bonehead plays. But I will say there was a Geno Smith sighting for the Seahawks. Geno Smith is uh, a guy that was a second-round pick of the Jets. I'm sure everybody knows the story. They tried to give him the job. He failed. Uh, years later, he played pretty well in this game and then ended up doing what he always does. He commits a turnover uh, that gives Pittsburgh the win. So, you know, it's like the players, it doesn't matter if they change teams or whatever, their tendencies don't seem to change. So that was the last game. Again, the Steelers won 23-20 over the Seahawks. I have no problem with the Seahawks losing every game. I hope they do. The, for those of you who, who are Bucks fans or not Bucks fans, the Seahawks came in, uh, in with the Buccaneers in 1976. Those two teams uh, came into the league together. Seattle had much more success early. You know, they had a Hall of Fame wide receiver in Steve Largent. They had better quarterbacks, better coaching staffs. So um, as a kid, all I could think about was how much I hated the Seahawks. And good news, I'm an adult and I still hate them. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Best in Class with Sean Sullivan. I'm looking forward to the test drive uh, comp. I'm looking forward to going to a game with one of the listeners of Joe Buck's fan. I hope you have a great drive home. Again, I'll see you guys next week.